This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. But was the first Thanksgiving really just about pilgrims and Indians from space? Or was there something more? Shocking new evidence suggests that the first Thanksgiving might also have been haunted. See, Brian? Told you. We're going to be home in no time. Hi there, folks. Hand over the turkey. What? I can't go back to my wife without a turkey. Oh, yeah? Bet that thing's not even loaded. You just used your last bullet. Running on empty now. Brian, give him the turkey. Let's not tell the story. Oh, come on. Oh, no, I know, I know. It's the one where Joey got Monica's turkey stuck on his head. (laughs) What? What? Joey got a turkey stuck on his head? Hey, it's not like it sounds. It's exactly like it sounds. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. What's up, guys? This week, we're not going to have an intro story where I'm going to go into something from my past. Instead, I just wanted to take a second to say thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you guys who are listening to the show right now. Without you guys, there would be no Now That I'm Older. And this week for Thanksgiving, instead of going into a brand new show where I've got stuff for me and Kenny, I wanted to look back at some of our favorite clips from the past, I don't know, six months worth of shows and just kind of share our favorite stuff with you guys and say thank you. Thank you to every person who's in their car right now, driving to their mom and dad's house, trying to get there with kids in the backseat, whining and bitching and complaining because they want to be there right now and they're kicking your seat and they're just losing their shit. Thank you to that person. Thank you to the dad or to the mom who's passed out in the recliner right now and quote unquote watching football on Thanksgiving while their significant other is in the kitchen. Thank you to every person who's actually in the kitchen right now, standing over the top of the stove, putting the finishing touches on the sides or making sure to baste the turkey. Thank you to that person. Thank you to all the people who are out in their yard right now playing touch football while their significant others are inside Finishing up the fucking Thanksgiving dinner. Thank you to everybody. You guys make now that I'm older what it is, and we wanted to say happy Thanksgiving. Now, of course, I have to let you guys know where to find the show, just in case you don't know. You can find us online. Go to nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Family, you're going to find us there as well. There's a ton of great independent podcasts who use the Potter and Family hashtag to share their shows and basically communicate with each other. Check out the hashtag. You're going to find something that's going to be great for you. And without further ado, let's get to the show. Okay, everyone, it's 2.30. Time for dinner. Because on Thanksgiving, 2.30 is dinner time for some reason. All right, so you want to talk about ditches. I don't want to talk about just any ditches. I want to talk about some very specific ditches. Which ditches would you like to talk about? Well, there's this household <laughs> in East Cobb that lives in a well-to-do neighborhood, and they both make plenty of money, and they need some water diverted from around their house. Okay. 
And uh, these people they decided, even though they both make plenty of money, that rather than hire somebody, they were going to do the ditch work themselves. So you're saying that these two people who make relatively good money and everything like that, live in a pretty good neighborhood, decided to dig a ditch themselves to save the labor cost it would have cost to dig this ditch. And had it done in a weekend, by the way. Um, so you're saying that they saved the cost of having someone do all that labor. Um, and By violating went, everything your parents taught you growing up. Now, if any of you had parents, <laughs> I'm assuming some of you are going to be able to relate here. I'm sure at some point you got a bad grade or something you brought home from school, poor test result, and your parents sat you down and went, look, unless you start doing better at school, you're going to end up digging ditches the rest of your life. I remember being so afraid of that threat growing up. I remember being like petrified that I was going to grow up. It would be like John Henry out there fucking working myself to a heart attack. I don't want to die on the line one day, you know, digging a ditch. Exactly. It was an effective tool that our parents used. And yet, anyway, this hapless household (laughs) decided they would work hard and dig ditches anyway. So we'll go back to the the frugal, thrifty couple that actually was able to dig this ditch themselves. Unless you count for like, you know, how much your time is worth. Um, Let's talk about this couple's um, – And a chronic medical condition where you're not supposed to get overheated. <laughs> let's talk about um, – And you don't value your cable line coming in from the say, Let's talk about the fact that while I'm I'm putting myself on this beautiful pedestal of getting this work done myself and I'm I'm going to I'm gonna pay for this out of sweat equity. I'm going to go through mm-hmm. and I'm going to do all this myself. When I do this, my father-in-law yeah. has yeah. no it, fucking Just to be respect. clear, in case you guys uh, – in case you guys weren't, weren't picking it up, the couple we're talking about is Shane and Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> because they were idiots. Well, <laughs> I sit down with my wife and I figure out like, okay, this is what it's going to cost us if we get this done by a professional crew. And that was going to be astronomical for the amount of work that we needed to get done. It was going to cost a good bit. At the time, it looked like it was going to be astronomical. Let's let's let's, let's so, put perspective of current times. So just to give you guys <laughs> a little bit of a background of what we're doing, our house sits on a hill. Water rushes down that hill. It goes into my basement. It sucks ass every time it happens. I'm going to have to replace, you know, framed wood and all this shit. I've got walls I've got to replace, insulation I've got to replace. It's just been a bunch of bullshit. So we decided we're going to dig this trench around our house. And when we look at how much it's going to cost, we decide, you know what, we're going to do this work ourselves. My father-in-law's got a tractor. He'll come over and dig my – and this is what I've been thinking. The whole time we're talking about it, I'm thinking, he's going to do most of the work with the tractor. Like, I might have to run a shovel here and there to pull some dirt out. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking is it's going to be a really yeah, people simple. People who do a lot of do-it-themselves project always assume everything's going to go right. And the fucked up <laughs> thing is I've watched all those shows on HGTV. I've seen those That's shows. That's what got y'all in trouble in the first place. Y'all watch these shows and it looks like you could do shit. They don't tell you the in-between takes like real crews come in and be like, no, y'all are fucking this all up. We're going to fix this for you. You guys are fucking That's idiots. why you, Stop go, doing you start that. the show and there's a couple of commercials and they're done. <laughs> That didn't happen, did it? Magically in 30 minutes, they're done. Well, here's how it starts out, okay? We decide that we're going to have a crew come over. We're going to have some teenagers come over to help us with it. And my wife, this is what this is the scope of work we were supposed to get done in two days, okay? This is what we were supposed to do. Around our house, the ditch was already dug. 
except for in the back where all the ground was like full of rocks and shit. So it was basically legit, like breaking through. Like when you see the, the pictures of the old chain gangs in the old movies, <laughs> that's legit what it seemed like in the backyard where we're trying to dig the fucking ditch out. Yeah, you know, the exact kind of work you worked hard <laughs> your whole life to get a good job not have to do. The work your parents told you not to do. So Stuff that you would have had to do if you got caught doing a crime. <laughs> <laughs> we get five tons of rocks delivered. But when my father-in-law has already gone through to do the work to dig the ditch out, the first thing that he does is he has absolutely no respect for our internet line whatsoever. In <laughs> fact, he has so little respect for our internet line that at the beginning of this project, I got to spend three days without internet. Hold on. And then in let's, the middle of let's it. Let's go into a little more detail because I was on the sidelines you know, enjoying the show. <laughs> the first time the internet line gets cut, it gets cut. And they had people come out and mark all the lines and they – and the argument was they didn't mark the line right. They didn't mark the line correctly. It was marked in a different so, spot than where it was. So there's some debate there whether or not Keith was at fault the first time. <laughs> right. But then a couple of weeks later, Shane calls me. He's like, every time on Wednesday. And I'm like, every time on Wednesday, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to be uploading the show. And something happens to the internet. I said, what happened to the internet? Why aren't you just, you know, usually you're pretty forthcoming. <laughs> Kenny's, Kenny's Ken, kind of sugarcoating exactly what Ken, I said because I called and said, again. I said, every, this, the, the phone call starts like this, every fucking Wednesday, the goddamn internet. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because every Wednesday is when I sit down, put the show together and upload it to the internet. Every Wednesday for two weeks straight, my father-in-law would rip the fucking internet cable out of the ground. <laughs> the second time, you really can't blame it on the cable being marked wrong. I mean, no, it was. We obviously know where the cable is since you cut through it. <laughs> and the really, really strange part was at one point during the middle of the job, I remember he was driving his tractor up to sit and watch. We were actually pulling some bushes out, like moving some dirt and stuff like that on one side, doing you know basic manual labor and shit that I, I again, thought was going to be really easy. And I, I gotta be completely honest. It was again, fucking ridiculous. They use this as a teaching tool, our whole childhood. <laughs> as to not what we should not be doing. But so go ahead. After the first time that the internet cable gets broken, um, he comes back over with the tractor cause he's helping us dig some other stuff out. And he's actually helping us move the rocks. We're not having to do them with wheelbarrows and shit like that. The second time he comes over, he's bringing the rocks over for us. So the second time he drives his tractor over and he's like, well, while you guys are working on this one little spot, putting the rocks in, I'm just going to sit here and chill out for a second. But he lowers down his bucket. And as he's lowering down the bucket, the, the orange cable for the Internet is clearly laying right where he's laying the bucket. And he puts his bucket directly on top of it. And we're like, no, no, stop. Cuts through the cable. Lucky oh, that I'm noise you hear is me hitting the tables, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let this be a lesson. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to go into every single detail. There was one sat uh, one Saturday where I legit spent the entire day. And then you guys paid a a a 19 year old in advance. That was just that was that was strike three right there. <sighs> there was many things. There was a, a a litany of errors that happened <laughs> during this process. I was under the impression that we were going to have a crew of like four or five people come out help out. We're going to get everything done in one afternoon. The water was going to flow away from the house. Let everything me explain, was going to be fine. Let me explain a, a harsh reality. To you. <laughs> it's incredibly hard to get people to help when they know you can afford to pay people to do something. <laughs> when you can't do it, like when we were like 19, you had to move. <laughs> yeah. People will help you. But if you asked me to move today, I'd be like, no, Shane, go hire a goddamn mover. You work at a goddamn skyscraper. <laughs> The fuck is wrong with you? I just need some help putting some stuff. You don't need help. You're being cheap. (laughs) 
I may, like I said, the last time we talked about this, I fully admitted in the little interim clip that I do that maybe doing it myself sometimes gets me into trouble. Um, maybe trouble. doing it myself sometimes uh, ends up with an entire Sunday afternoon with me moving rocks with a wheelbarrow. Um, not just any rocks. I moved like 13 wheelbarrows full of two tons of rocks in one afternoon. So let's talk that about was, time equity. <laughs> that, was, that was super fun. Yeah. Um, it, it was the, the best part of the whole process was we get this whole ditch dug out. My father-in-law has helped us get the ditches dug out. We've got rocks laid in them. Everything's going great. We decided we have to rip some uh, bushes out of one side of the house. And that's how the internet cable got broken the second time. The cable was wrapped around a bush and my father-in-law just ripped it out of the ground. And there went my internet connection again. Um, <laughs> but the second time when they're ripping these bushes out, he gets the tractor over there to that side of the house. Uh, and he's driving this tractor over a ditch we've already if, dug. If you have video of this, this whole process, I would take clips of it with the Charles music. Every time his tractor was coming near that side of the house, I thought you'd add the Benny. I thought you'd add the Benny Hill music shit every time he get over there. That'd be the overall project. That'd be all working in the yard like fucking poor people, like what we used to make fucking slaves and prisoners do. So this will be a good project for us. Every time or after we got the entire ditch dug out down the side of our house, we have to rip some bushes out. My father-in-law comes over with the tractor again and drives over a ditch. We already have dug out. We already have rocks in. And as he drives over the top of it, he's bringing fill dirt into the side of the house. <laughs> and as he does that, he spills fill dirt <laughs> into the ditch. Y'all dug out. <laughs> exactly. And then running over the red clay on that side of the house, it fills with red clay and fill dirt. So for two days this earlier this week, I had to spend as soon as I got home because we had rain coming in on a Wednesday. <laughs> I had to go to my house. You know what would have not happened? Had <laughs> you hired people who do this for a living? What's that? The, the ditch probably wouldn't have got filled in after y'all done the work. And it, like he came over like, oh, sorry about the uh, the dirt in your ditch. Every time I, t- I talked to Bye. you for like a month where I heard I got to get outside and fucking <laughs> For like a month, you guys worked on this. You could have had it done on a Sunday. You just paid the people to do it. That's it, why people pay them. That's why it's their job. But it, it definitely would have cost more. Yeah, if you don't count your time, correct. <laughs> you, know, you gave up a whole month of your life, but you know. Here's the best part. After we get the whole thing dug, we get the rocks laid in it, everything's done. We're done with everything, right? We go down to the basement where it's raining outside. It's pouring down rain. We're expecting there to be no water. We're expecting our project to have worked. We open the basement door, water sitting right there on the floor. I really legitimately almost ripped the door off the hinges <laughs> in like a fit well, of I, fucking rage. I had somebody that knows a little bit about your project and said y'all missed a step. So What's that? Something about sealing the wall while the dirt was dug away. Oh, no. We already did that, too. So that we didn't, didn't work either? No, we didn't miss that step. No, the problem wasn't the uh, the ditch or anything like that. The ditch works as far as getting the water away from the house. Before we did the ditch, we had water like – this is something that's been going on since this fucking house was built. And nobody says this during the inspection like, oh, by the way, there's huge water issues that happen from time to time. We just patched them so the house will sell for you. So we talked to the neighbors and they're like, oh, yeah, we dug down like 10 feet. And we sealed the entire outside of the house. Then we reburied it and we added paper and all that shit. Well, with all that paper that they added, we were getting water directly down into the basement. So we dig this ditch. Water's no longer getting up to the house. But the problem was one of our downspouts had come up unattached and water was going into the downspout and leaking directly down into the corner and coming right down there. 
That's yeah, going to come over the top of the concrete. Yeah. So we finally got the downspout fixed. We finally had the entire water fixed. And it's like a huge fucking weight has been lifted off my shoulders. But I do 100% feel like um, like I was I was conned into some sort of form of slave labor. <laughs> Even though I'm the one who made the decision for us to do this shit, like as like digging it ourselves and stuff like that. Like Nikki had gotten a quote for us to be able to do this. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, you know what I think? I think it's going to cost way too fucking much if we have people do this for us. So, yeah, I ended up uh, moving – I want to say it's like a total of eight tons of rocks with a wheelbarrow <laughs> and a tractor. You're going to end up in a wheelchair trying to save money. <laughs> call you Professor Professor Cheap. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Whatever. You know, you're ignoring what the doctors told you to save a couple grand. Listen, I didn't get into the sun and try to get too hot or anything like that, but um, there definitely were a couple times that I felt like I may die. I'm just going to say, there's say. definitely a couple of times that I felt like I might keel over dead right there in my fucking front yard. I mean, just balance things out. Like, you know, is it, was it more expensive to go to Puerto Rico or fix the house? Um, well, as far as my time goes, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot more fun doing Puerto Rico than I did, you know. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like spending money the same way, really. I mean, you don't have to be miserable at home. If you're willing to spend it to have a good time somewhere else, why aren't you not willing to spend it not to be miserable at the house? Look, there's a feeling of accomplishment that comes with this. That you no, just there can't. isn't. <laughs> that's, that's, what people, that's a lie that people tell themselves after they did some stupid-ass project. They should have paid somebody. There's a reward for doing it yourself. No, there's not. That's a lie. Don't I, listen to that, people listening to the podcast. That's 100. There's a happy feeling of being done and not having to go work like a goddamn fucking prisoner of war anymore. <laughs> that's not a sense of pride. That's a sense of relief. I do feel as though, like I told Nikki the other day, I was like, I hate rocks. I hate dirt. I hate tractors. I hate water. Not just water that comes into my basement, but any form of water, whether it's a river, a lake, an ocean. I hate water as a whole. I hate everything. <laughs> like as you're standing out there sweating your dick off as you're moving rocks, I'm sitting there going, all I'd have to do is hire a crew. Yeah. And they could be here in like three You could have played video games while they were doing it. I could have walked outside and supervised you, you, under an umbrella. You, no, sipping you don't sweet even tea. need to do that. You can go about your fucking life. That's the whole point of paying them. You don't need to supervise. They know way more about what they're doing than you do. <laughs> what do you supervise? Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Dig right there. <laughs> you be that guy. Yeah, put that rock there. Hey, I've already dug a ditch now. Okay, I'm I'm pretty much an expert when it comes to it. Well, you know, let's see. Let's let's review some past projects. How many uh, vegetables have you pulled out of that garden? You guys spent so much time on. I haven't spent any time on my garden. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, Nikki the other day was telling me about her garden. And she goes, yeah, you know, I've got a cabbage that's growing in. I've got broccoli that's growing in. No, he said, I have a cabbage. That's growing. <laughs> no, she said, I have cabbage that's growing in. So a couple of days later, I'm like, how's your cabbage and your broccoli doing? And she walks down to show me. She's got all this kale. The kale is beautiful, like beautiful, thick leaves of kale. It's ready to be harvested. The broccoli has been eaten. The cabbage <laughs> has been eaten by bugs. And I said, even the fucking insects don't eat kale. That should be a clue. <laughs> I said, the fucking insects hate kale. That's a problem. Okay. <laughs> the animals won't eat it. 
Bugs it, won't eat it. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been working every time, you know, every year that she puts time into her garden, that's more time that she's getting better at it. She's learning how to do a garden. Translate. That's more video game time I get without guilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told her, I said, listen, I said, every time we have one of these projects, every time we have a project where you're going to quote unquote do something, that means that you're going to start something. And then halfway through it, that means that Shane's going to have to do something because you're going to guilt me into helping you. That's what happens every single time we have some sort of a project like this. I've just been working so hard out there and I can't get any help. <laughs> I can't believe you won't even just get up and come help me. I just I just need a little bit of help. And I'm like, baby, but she's been really good about the garden. I'll put it this way. Nikki has been great about the garden this time. Like everything she does in the garden has nothing to do with me. Watering the garden, nothing. She doesn't even involve me because I told her in the beginning. I'm going to remind everybody out there, the lesson to learn from this is once you make it, no one's going to feel sorry for you and help you on your stupid asshole project. They'll be like, nah, you can afford to hire some Mexicans or even hire some goddamn Nigerians with the money y'all have. (laughs) I don't know if they're better, but I bet they charge more. <laughs> Why does the nationality matter? I don't. I don't. I don't care who. Those Nigerians are very savvy business people. <laughs> so they probably get more money out of it. How, how many? What, what sort of Nigerian contacts do you have? What, what are we? Know, a couple Nigerian here? doctors and a couple Nigerian doctors. And did they like uh, negotiate for more money when they were talking to you? Yeah, they were they? smart. <laughs> they got more money than like the Indian doctors that like, that company hired. So, like, you walked in and they were like, this will cost you. That's when I worked at Great Expressions where they only hired people that only had green cards so they could use that against them. <laughs> we'll ship you back to your fucking origin. That's what I was like. I was like, I get this company. They only hire people with green cards because if they get fired, they get sent to home. Regular dentists would be like, fuck you guys. Tell me how to do dentistry. So, did you have to go in and act like you had a green card or something like that? or what? No, I was one of the managers. and I had to deal with all their bullshit. And the Nigerians were easy to deal with. They were cool. Dr. Ogundapay. What was his name? Ogundapay. Ogundapay? Yeah. What did, what did Dr. <laughs> There's a joke there. I'm just going to leave it on the table. Whatever. Just... Racist. I, I'm not the one who said you can hire Mexicans or Nigerians. It's true. Let's go back to that, okay? And, well, there's more. You'd have to go out to the Stone Mountain area. That's where all the Nigerians live. <laughs> they make have good chicken. The... They make excellent chicken. It's a fried chicken, but it's not like our fried chicken. It's batterless fried chicken, and it's excellent. It, it's like fried pork chops. I don't know where the show has gone. I don't know where we got Nigerian chicken. That's what we're talking about right now. Nigerian chicken is fire. If you ever get a chance to eat it, eat it. It's like jerk chicken, but better. Okay. Spicier and uh, doesn't have any fruity flavor to it like jerk stuff does. The f- You've had weird jerk chicken. No, jerk is the main ingredient in jerk is mango juice, you jackass. No. Yes, it is. No. Yes. Well, yes. when I went to Jamaica, I actually had jerk chicken from there. And I still taste- assured you that the bakery is still mango, even if they added enough things to it that you didn't taste it. I didn't taste the mango. Yeah, you, you, probably because mango is a very palatable flavor. And if anything you add to it, it's going to be accident. It's why they use it as the base ingredient, you jackass. I don't think that's true. Look it up. Sometimes it's got pineapples in it. I don't think you're telling the truth. I think I, you're just making things up so you can sound cool on the podcast. Yeah, because they don't have a plethora of mangoes in the Caribbean or anything. It doesn't make logical sense or anything. You would, you're right. It's actually made of papayas <laughs> from the Southeast or South Pacific. You would think Check. that they would use lemons, you know? <laughs> they use Indian tea. <laughs> no. Yes. Probably yeah. some coconut water. Too. Nigerian chicken. Nigerian chicken's amazing. You should try that out if you ever have a chance. It's a little bit spicier. It almost has like, I don't know, if you ever had like Greek food, but better. 
All right, so I got to go on record and say, I don't think Kenny knows anything about Nigerians whatsoever outside of their delicious chicken. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about the roughly year, year and a half that Kenny spent with Bulgarian gangsters and the fact that I really just didn't hang out with him during this time because I didn't want to be associated with gangsters. So check it out. We'll be right back. There's going to be commercials now, and if you don't like it, you can suck it, because Shane said that's the only way I'm getting paid. Do you piss green after you've eaten vitamins? We certainly do, and therefore you should listen to the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. Even if you don't piss green, this is something I think you guys will like if you like TV and you like movies. We countdown lists associated with both, as well as offer the occasional review and a number of segments that are random in nature for your enjoyment. Check out the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews on iTunes, Podomatic, or your favorite podcast app. How do you do, man? My name is Del Griffith. I'm with the American Light and Fixture Company, Jewelry Division. And I've got the deal of a lifetime for you. Do you have a minute? All right, Kenny. This week we're going to do a brand new commercial for Patreon. You've already been told What's what pa- you've already been told what Patreon is. Uh, I knew you, you were going to ask you me. Assume that I listen. Don't fucking ask me what Patreon is. Patreon is the place. Patreon.com/slash now let them older. Where if they go there, give us money, donate oh. to the podcast every month. Yeah, give me some money. It's for now that I'm older. It's not for Kenny. There is no place to donate to Kenny. Don't try to donate directly to Kenny. Patreon.com, if you go there, we're going to give you things like stickers, T-shirts, uh, unreleased content. We're also going to have Kenny do a shout-out where he talks about you directly, and he's going to do his best to make it as nice as possible. No, I'm not. Where's the turkey, Chuck? Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? Hey there, bad movie fans. I'm Honor Knight, head cinematic flusher for the Soiled Restroom Cinema Podcast. If you like playing with cinematic turds as much as we do, join us each and every Thursday as we scour the bowels of streaming media to bring you the absolute worst Hollywood has to offer. Check out all of the action at our home restroom on the net, signalsoffury.com, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Soiled Restroom Cinema. We're here to flush it so you don't have to see it. You're going to have to be the host of Thanksgiving. You have to do everything the fat man normally would. You mean like fall asleep on the toilet and have a big red ring on my bum for a week? <laughs> no way I could have prevented you from using the old file. Are you on a new file now? I'm on a new file and I'm already recording. Okay, good. Good, good. Did you, did you check your input levels? Uh, the input levels are great. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Input levels it actually looks like the input levels jumped up from where they were. Type you out a checklist. <laughs> Type you out a shut your mouth list. <laughs> All right, so what we tell? Let's start this again <laughs> since we lost another half of it, and now our flow's all going to be fucked up. All right, so earlier me and Kenny sat down and watched a comedian named Burt Kreischer, and he told the story about being the machine and basically joining the Russian mob while he was in Russia on a college field trip. And Kenny looks over at me while I'm watching this. And he goes, you know, this reminds me a lot of some of the stuff that I went through with some of my friends from back in the day. Like 2003-ish. Yeah. 2004-ish, maybe. This is way before the podcast. But during this time, I would only see Kenny for like, you know, a month. No, it was later than 2004. No, it has to be later than that. It was like 2012-ish. Yeah, somewhere in there. Because it was before we did the movie together. But like during this time period, I would only see Kenny for like maybe once a month or so. But I talked to him all the time. 
And he would call me super late at night, like two, three o'clock in the morning on a Friday or it Saturday. It was before we got real serious on working on the movie. We were like still in the writing process. Exactly. But he would call me at like three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and be like, Shane, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to go to bed. What are you doing? I'm hanging out, man. You should come out and hang out with us. And I'm like, no, no, I don't think I'll be doing that. I think I'm going to go to bed. Nobody with a wife should have been hanging out with us. I'll put it that way. No. You would have been in trouble when you got home. So – during this time period, like I said, Kenny's telling me all these crazy stories about hanging out with his friends. Uh, why don't you tell the people from now that I'm older exactly what kind of friends you had and why this reminds you of joining the Russian mob? I mean, I will tell you what I can, but, uh, you know, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I was running around with some uh, Bulgarian gangsters. Bulgarian gangsters? Like, yes. what makes you think these guys were gangsters? I don't think. I know. They were gangsters. What? What sort of, like, gangster-type shit did they do, though? Well, I mean, at the time, I didn't know, nor did I want to know. I didn't want to know any details about how they well, got... Well, what I'm saying is, like, what I'm made you let me believe? finish, jackass. God. God. This, Tina. This is what I deal with all the time. Tina. I can't even tell a story. So, well, now I know for sure, because you know, half of them are in federal prison, and the other half are on, on the run from Interpol, so... On the run from Interpol, really? Yeah, I don't mind talking about this because it's in the newspaper, so I'm not sharing anything that's not publicly known. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'll go ahead and let you guys know that off the uh, microphone, behind the scenes, I was talking to Kenny being like, so all this shit's out in the public, right? Like, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. get killed for anything. I'm not going to release about. anybody's names at all. But, yeah. Uh, so well, they were basically running internet, uh, not internet, ATM scams. That's, ATM scams. They're making millions of dollars. I mean, they, I think it was like two and a half million dollars is what the newspaper said. So how did you get hooked up with these guys in the very first place? Like, what is it? How did you get attracted to hanging out with Bulgarian gangsters? Okay, one of the girls I worked with at the time, real pretty girl. That was my end. <laughs> uh, was, go, was going through a divorce, and so she started acting a little wild. And, well, seemed like a good place to, you know, pretty women hang out in packs. Right. So even though I had no interest in her because we worked together, we were like way too close don't shit where you eat sort of thing. That, and it was just, you know, she wasn't my favorite person at work, so I didn't want to get too close anyway. But, you know, she was all right. She was cool to hang out with. So we went out, and uh, she met a guy who's a real cool guy. He's American. And his best friend was an American gangster who shall remain nameless. And he became really good friends with me because we just hit it off. Right. And he was doing business with the Bulgarians, and they found me, for whatever reason, to be hilarious, <laughs> especially if they got me drunk okay, or inebriated by other means. So, And there were lots of girls um, that would do anything. You were hanging out in strip clubs, if I remember correctly. Yes, and we weren't hanging out like just in the outside public part. Like, we were having parties in the manager's office and most people will know what that means in like the vip room no v there's vip room and then there's the manager's office ah. <laughs> that's there's no cameras back there okay that's where you do certain things where like you know you'd have to have a warrant to go back there <laughs> <laughs> the doors are locked you yeah. have to like work i'm to not get gonna in. give you guys too many details past that just use your imaginations okay go grand theft auto thoughts <laughs> so anyway Hanging out with them, that pretty much let me know that they had the access they had. Like, we could go to any of the major clubs in Atlanta. But just to clarify, like, you weren't roughing people up, like, in no, the No, I wasn't doing any like gangster shit. Yeah. I was just reaping the reward of their gangster shit. I had no interest. Literally never once had the need to ask them what they did to get their money. Oh, I can understand being in that situation. I've hung out with people before where you're just like, 
I don't need to know what yeah. you do. My natural street smarts kicked in and went, don't ask any questions. I've definitely had more than, especially during the band days where like people would come around and they just have money and you're just like, I don't need to know what you do. Nope. I don't want to talk about what you do. I don't want to, I don't even want to discuss if your the, taxes. If the federal government shows up, all I want to say is I don't know nothing. And it'll be legit because I don't know. <laughs> I want to be the guy who they show up and say, can you tell me what so-and-so was doing with such and such? And I can be like, honestly, no, I, I have no idea. I know he's a cool guy. I just hung, hung out and drank, you know, some fucking scotch with him. It was awesome. Um, but that's why were you associated with him? He bought bottles of scotch in the club, (laughs) sir. Um, I'm in my early thirties and we were in a strip club drinking in the manager's office with a bottle of scotch, multiple bottles. And I didn't have to pay for them. We get bottle service everywhere this guy goes. The office will probably look at you and go, well, okay, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) Truth's easy to tell. Um, but yeah, there was a. So basically, you're living the life of these gangsters. You're hanging out with them. Yeah, it lasted for, for like seven, eight months. But they're paying for everything. They're driving you around and shit. I'm guessing you're driving in expensive cars and. Oh yeah. You know, did you guys? Did you ever? Did Did you ever see anybody get roughed up while you were with them? I saw a a rough conversation. I I do remember one story where like a, a I, guy. I, I was a little bit drunk and thought I was a little bit tougher than I was. I do remember – I think this was the story with an ex-girlfriend of yours that had a boyfriend that, like, had fucked with her <laughs> Oh, that's something. totally – that's we'll get to that story. Okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, there's that story, too. That's where I cashed in, gangster friends. I – one of the reasons I uh, – they, they thought I was good people was one of the guys I knew – they were meeting with some other Russian dudes who I don't know. We were at Opera, which is a big club in Atlanta. And uh, I remember that because we got to – there was a huge line that night. And there's just something. Here's why you hang out with these people. You see this line of people, and they all look better than you. These are all pretty people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these are club people. And you walk right past those motherfuckers. With your tracksuit And you're on. drunk at with my tracksuit. Yes, I wore tracksuits during this time period. Fuck yes. And uh, you walk right past these assholes in your little tracksuit while they're in, like, you know, cocktail wear. And when, then your drunk friend comes out. I'll tell you about Decho. Decho's good people. Decho's dad was Special Forces Bulgarian. And, uh. So Decho was a little crazy, but yeah, Decho was young. He was only like 24. Uh, he's one of the guys who's in federal, unfortunately. They <laughs> caught him in Germany, and they sent him back. They extradited his ass. Well, Interpol caught him on behalf of these warrants, and then they- I, I just want to go ahead and say on record that like now being married and having a kid who's 18 years old preparing to go to college, I don't ever want to be associated with people who are being chased by Interpol ever. It was kind of fun actually. But no, yeah. I'm sure being single back then would have <laughs> yeah. been fun. I got I got shit to lose. Again, now. I, I knew nothing, so it didn't matter. I, I found out from the newspaper what they were doing. Okay, um, but uh, old Decha would come out and get open the. He he made a big deal of it because he was young and hot shot guy. He's the right. tough guy. Decha was like six five. He's big tough guy. He'd come out and he'd open the thing and he'd be like, ah, oh, Kid Baldwin, yes, <laughs> the machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then all these people were like, damn. And, you know, me, I'm playing up the part like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Got my pimp walk on. So we're in there. In your tracksuit. And the main guy that, that was the, you know, I don't know their structure, but he was clearly the guy in charge. And he was really cool, too. His name was Tetsy. And Tetsy, is, they hadn't caught him yet. They probably won't catch him. Tetsy's smart. He's the midnight rider. He's also ex-military. Most of these guys are ex-military. Um, I just, I'm blown away that you actually like associated 
with a group of <laughs> dude. I've lived every kind of life you can. I've got a ex- bank robber story. I've got. I'm, let me finish. You got a vampire story. <laughs> vampire hunting stories. Yes, I'm like a Disney show. It's crazy. Um, no, no, not at all. <laughs> really dark Disney show. Okay, maybe more like an A and E show. Naked and afraid. <laughs> so anyway, Tutsi is meeting with these other guys. And we're in VIP again with a uh, bottle service. So we're in the little off coves with like six different bottles, ice service. Like the girls are coming and they pour your drinks out of your bottles. It's, it's amazing when you're in this VIP level, how they treat you. And they don't know that I'm just there. They think I'm a gangster too, especially when I show up in my little purple track suit with my chains on, looking like a fool. Right. <laughs> Clearly this guy's either crazy or he's with the gangsters. So I noticed, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, because remember, these people are foreign. They're talking in you Bulgarian. Are, you are KB Paperstacks, yes. But I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> KB Paperstacks, oh. <laughs> so they're talking, and I can tell it's getting kind of tense. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and so the older guy who's Russian, and he's got like three girls with him. Like, seriously, no shit. This dude had three girlfriends. And they all knew their place. It was weird. Um and they were all hot. They were ridiculously hot. Right. So they all leave. And they're parked behind the club, which is not even an area you're supposed to get to from as far as I know. And Tetsy's like kind of following him in a hurry and like kind of, it sounds like he's like kind of nervous trying to tell him everything's going to be cool. <laughs> and I'm like, he can't be going out there by himself. Oh, God. So you're going to be backup. For, for <laughs> oh, I didn't just go backup. I had been drinking free liquor for quite a while at this point. So me being me and not having any sense of danger or goddamn common sense, I decided not to just go out there, but to go out there and play the part of like American badass. <laughs> so as they're like going back and forth, I'll just walk up right behind Tetsu with my arms off. Cause these people are all little for whatever reason. <laughs> so I just do the stand behind him thing with my arms all folded and they stop talking. <laughs> Everything stops. And then my American friend shows up and he's built like sting. He's like back in the nineties, not late. Right, right. Uh, WB was huge. I'll use his initials. Cause that's what we called him anyway. WB is huge. Like he's a bodybuilder. Right. So he comes out there and then everything really stops. Cause he is legit. <laughs> and everybody knows who he's, he is. He's bonafide as opposed to you. He's the guy in the second story. I'm going to tell. Yeah, he's bonafide as fuck. He's the middleman for everybody. So he comes out there and everything stops. And, like, you know, he gives me the thumbs up because I was brave. But, you know, Tetsy's all like, idiot. <laughs> you could have kill- killed you. You're going to kill the machine. <laughs> don't have anybody to do shots with anymore. You're don't done. kill KB Paperstacks. Oh, you are very important. Like, he was legitimately concerned. That's when I knew I was good in, when he was legitimately concerned. So, anyway, this goes on. And yes, this is when I had an ex who we've talked about many times. I refer to her as Mouse, who lived with me off and on constantly. And at this point, she's staying in a house her grandmother owned. And it's kind of dilapidated. Yeah, it was like condemned or something. No, it wasn't condemned. It was just not taken care of. All the plumbing worked and everything. There were places where the whole floor had fallen through. Those rooms were just kind of closed off. What's. We'll just close this off and worry about this later. That's Don't fine. forget where you came from over there, okay? Oh, no, I'm not saying anything about it. We used to have to avoid floors in David's trailer all the time when we were role-playing. Oh, I definitely, definitely, definitely remember but fucking yeah, stepping over It's not shit. where I would want to live. I'll put it that way. Um, so she's over there, and she's like such in such a bad place with her alcoholism. She's starting to let like junkies stay there and you know because they'll help give her money to buy beer. 
So these guys are there, and they're starting to get talk her into going and beg with them. And beg, like going can, out to fucking yeah, street the, corners the and publics, shit. In front of the Publix on South Cobb Drive. So this is not even like in downtown. This is like <laughs> down the road Marietta. This is, this is the fucked up thing. I, w- I want to stop right here and just say that it's super fucked up to know now that I know not one, but a few people. That I've known, like that went down this road, like partied with, like friends that were. These in were friends my of our of our friend Jay. These were associates of our friend Jay. That's that, the, I'm just saying, like, be these people were in my apartment, hanging out, like during the formative years when Kitty and I were developing the personalities that would would become the fucking hosts. Of now that I'm older, <laughs> these explains guys, a lot, don't it? <laughs> yeah, but like we grew up to have you know responsible jobs and like have futures and shit, and these people have gone on to die. It's not even a fucking joke. Like these are legitimately people that went down and they're like, oh yeah, I can, you know, drugs, alcohol, that's fine. I'll just fucking yeah, stick and, with that shit. And here's the thing. Gangsters hate junkies. They're bad for business. Well, it's not just bad for business. They don't mind if you're a cokehead or a meth head. No, they don't mind bad. uppers. On the inside of the operation, it's bad for business. Junkies are great for business if you're running other well, sorts yeah, of Yeah, what I'm talking about is they just have no respect for people who are junkies. They don't care if you're a cokehead. That's accepted in that world. Junkies are not. So... <laughs> so I find out these guys have like started camping out at her house and being the responsible adult I am, I'm like in, you know, enraged mode that they're getting her to using her to beg because a girl's going to get more than two guys. Right. So they're going out basically and letting her do the work and standing behind her, having her beg. First of all, <laughs> there, there you go. That's, that's, that's the, that's the line. A that's, girl that you legitimately loved. Was, was being was being recruited, manipulated into begging with other people for change, for people to give them change and dollars. Yeah. And these people who beg on street corners, let's not get it twisted. There are definitely people out there who this is their last resort, and they have to go beg on street corners. And then there are the assholes who are trying who, to get a heroin fix. Yeah, who are just out there because they don't want to fucking get a job because they're so busy being strung out on heroin. And all they, and they make do like fifteen hundred dollars. I've heard of people making fifteen hundred dollars a day on a oh, street these, corner. These guys weren't making nearly that. They were making enough to get a couple hits and buy her a six pack. It was pathetic. That was only like one story I heard. But that's in Marietta. These people are cities and they do make a lot of money but uh <coughs> so so i was mad and i was gonna go over there and make a ruckus but uh my friend wb the gangster the gangster got wind of it from a mutual friend of mine who was with me carrie who uh was a good friend but she had known him too because she was my driver a lot when i could not be <laughs> behind and he the was way too inebriated to be like you know out with other people on the road right she would come and she would keep stay sober so <laughs> So Carrie called him and told on me. <laughs> and he calls me and goes, don't you leave your house until I get there. And, you know, somebody that much um, raw muscle tells you that. You kind of listen. It's like Scott Steiner tells you to do something. You're going to do it. <laughs> now, let, let me just interject again and say Kenny and I are only talking about once a month during this time. And it's not just because Kenny was hanging out with Bulgarian gangsters. It wasn't just that. Kenny and I had had kind of a little bit of a disagreement because the girl he was with. Shane hated her, which WB hated her too. By the I way. didn't just hate her. I, I could tell from like 15 minutes in that she was going to shit on Kenny and I knew that she was going to shit on Kenny. And I was like, don't shit on Kenny. And she kept on shitting on him. And every time I would come over, she would put on this happy, smiley face and I'd be like, Hey, what's going on? So Kenny and I really just kind of stopped talking to each other. Not because he didn't like me or anything like that, but he was still going to hang out with this girl. He was still going to chill with Mouse no matter what happened, and that's just the way it was. And he also knew that I would definitely judge him if he told me he was <laughs> hanging out with Bulgarian gangsters all the time. And I'd be like, Kenny, you have a good job. You're going to get yourself fucked up with these people. What are you it doing? It never affected my job, surprisingly. Um, 
Well, there you're right. So I found out that, and, th- and WB found out. He decided he was going to come over there. And uh, I bought her some water and groceries and stuff because I didn't want to drink it out of the nasty water in that old house. So we were taking it over there, and I was going to take it in. And she came out, and while she was talking to me, WB goes, I'll take it in. <laughs> and again, they hate junkies. Um, and he didn't like he didn't like Mouse at all. I mean, he was very anti. He was even stronger opinionated on that than you were. That's hard to believe. Anyway, she was a stronger opinion than me on anything. He's a Taurus too. Ah, that makes sense. An Italian <laughs> Taurus with a with, with a lot of muscle. Uh, good guy though, really good guy. So, um, so I'm out there talking to her. He goes, "I'll take this water," and he grabs one of those big eighteen twenty four pack things of water. And apparently, he goes in there. And I go kind of behind him. And Man- Randy Randing, she knew he, he might kill these people. <laughs> and he goes in, he drops that water off his shoulder, like right on the coffee table. <laughs> and like, then everybody notices he has his gun in his belt. Like it's a big ass silver revolver, uh, not revolver, semi-automatic pistol. Nice. Big ass chrome out one. And, uh, only gangsters have chrome pistols. By only God damn it. They don't care. <laughs> and they just give no fuck. And he was like, and he gave these guys like a talking to, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it wasn't nice. And it was along the lines of, you know, if I come back here, I'm going to kill you <laughs> and you're a bunch of junkies. And don't let me find out that you're here tomorrow and having this girl beg. And if a needle touches her, arm, cause I was afraid knowing her addictive personality, if they got her a needle, she'd die in a week. Yeah. So he was like, if a needle touches her arm, I'm holding you two responsible, yada, yada, yada. This is who I am. (laughs) So at any point while you're watching all this, did you have the thought in your mind of maybe we've gone too far? Oh, no, I was egging it on. I was behind it. We're giving them the... Give him the finger and going, yeah, you guys thought I was bullshitting about the Bulgarian gangsters, didn't you? So at no point did you think perhaps. Oh, no, I was I was all about it. <laughs> because my thought, obviously, my first thought is, okay, so I go in here with this gangster and this gangster threatens these people. And then he, you know, for some reason. He pulled reason, a gun on somebody later. I haven't got that far. That's what I'm saying. It's that's so- the moment me and Carrie both were like, oh, God, oh, shit, oh, God, it's getting real. <laughs> I mean, just the thought in my head would be, okay, so this guy goes over and threatens these people, and I'm hanging it out with her still if I'm in your Actually, shoes. Actually, the gun had already happened. But it, what I'm thinking so maybe is, like, my, maybe, maybe, he killed, maybe he kills somebody, though, maybe. and I was there, and then I get called in to testify. That's the shit I would worry about. <laughs> I wasn't in that frame of mind. The first time he did it was when the gun came out. And Mandy had pulled some other bullshit mouse, whatever. She can't sue us. She's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he comes up with an alias. I stick with it. And he's like, fuck it. <laughs> sometimes I'll use it. Sometimes I won't. It's not an alias. That was her nickname. Um, she had had some guys come over to pick her up. And I got into a tussle with one of them. And the WB, knowing, hearing about that, was none too happy. And uh, so he wanted to ride out on these people, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. We went to go pick up Carrie. He was driving and me and Carrie were in the car and we saw them in an SUV. The two guys. Um, it was one guy's girlfriend. So and you got guy. an, And we're saying this is 2010, 2012, 2012. ish. OK, so you're about 35 years old. At and these time. guys are like wannabe gangsters, like the Austell kind that we know. But what I'm saying is, like, you're a 35 year old. No, dude, I'm not 35. I was uh, 34, I was, 35. So I we're was there in like 32. Not in 2012. Then it was, 2012. That was four years ago, dude. Then it was young. Then we were younger. I was 33 or so. Okay, so you're a 33 year old man getting into a tussle with these two wannabe gangsters. Yeah, they were talking shit in my house. I had to throw them out. 
So why were they at your house in the first place? Because Mandy had invited them over and told me after the fact. She was oh, living there at the time. Okay, this is a whole different story that we're getting right. into. Right, this is right before. This, okay. had, this is why she was living in the dilapidated house. I threw because her out. Because she threw her ass out, yeah. For, for causing shit at my house. And uh, so WB felt like I'd have been disrespected. Again, Italian. Gangster. And again, <laughs> and again, Kenny's not consulting me during all this. Most times now, Kenny will call me and be like, hey, dude, I got this going on or I got that going on. Let's talk about it. At this time, I'm never getting I was tired calls. of getting lectured. So Kenny knew what I would say if he told Shane, me. Shane's mellowed himself because she's dead. He hated her when she was alive. Oh, he so hated much. me. So anyway, what the fuck was that? It's your phone. Oh, I thought it was your phone. <laughs> never mind that, then. Nothing. <laughs> It's my fault. It never happened. Okay, so he, you you're hanging out. You see these two guys in a car. WBC. Yeah, them. and I know for sure it's them because this guy had a big ridiculous Saints uh, logo. Not just logo. It was like a Saints. The Florida lease. It was one of those things that cover your whole back windshield. Oh, and he had an escape. Things. Yeah, but it's one of the ones that you can see through, but yeah, the yeah. people looking forward can't. Right. So there's no way there were two of them. <laughs> it was like it was a full Saints graphic across the back of his little Escalade. Fuck the New Orleans Saints, just to throw that out there. Because that's where they were from, was from New Orleans, by the way. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's them. And he goes, oh, cool. And he reaches under his seat and pulls out a different gun I've never seen. Always had different guns. Chances are no serial number. And then starts rolling down his window and goes, we're going to have a little talk. <laughs> and me and Carrie were like, what? And then he cocked the gun and Carrie screamed. <laughs> She's in the back seat. I'm in the front seat. And he cocked the gun. She literally screamed because it got that real. And I didn't blame her because I, I just couldn't scream. I was too busy going, oh, my God, he's going to kill him. You were <laughs> petrified in fucking fear I'm for I'm never going to tell this guy. Somebody disrespected me ever. I called Melissa, our friend Melissa, that night and told her that having these friends was too much responsibility for me. And I think I need to change my life. And she was like, I don't know. They could be. <laughs> we'll talk about your come to Jesus call with Melissa in a second. But so, so, so yes, he pulls he, this gun and, and racks it. Okay. And, and, and then I go into emergency mode and go, that's not them. <laughs> that's somebody else. It was them. I saw that guy. He, that guy had terror in his eyes. So the, he, <laughs> he just waved the gun. the gun at the dude? He was driving with his left hand, reaching the gun across. Yeah, he was pointing it at him, tell, trying to force the guy to pull over. And he's in this little car, like, trying to run this big-ass Escalade off the road. I'm telling you, Carrie started screaming. It was scary. This wasn't like, oh, I'm going to shoot. No, this nigga was about to go into management mode. I, wow, dude. I Okay, so so let's, let's put a bow on that one, because I feel like that's a whole other conversation that we can have about that entire <laughs> night. But, so you've gone through all this stuff. He pulled a gun on this guy in traffic. You know, you guys almost. Well, the guy, the, the whole reason homicide. he was mad is the guy when he got into a scuffle with me flashed his gun at me in right. my house. And I remember that. And you, you told me, you did tell me about that <coughs> the next day because you were all pissed off and you called me with all this bravado. And I remember going, <laughs> Kenny, maybe you should not tell the gangster guys about this. <laughs> and you're like, you know, you're probably right. And then of course that night <laughs> they were riding out. <laughs> yeah. You're riding out trying to take this guy out, you know, trying to catch a vehicular manslaughter charge for being in the car with this guy as he guns people down. I wasn't in no car. I don't know what you're talking about. Me and Carrie are watching Nintendo movies or something. I don't, I don't know what a Nintendo movie is, but that's what, that's what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> Nintendo has this new movie channel and we Check watched my it. house. My prints are all over it. <laughs> Okay, so what caused you to stop? Was that the moment that you said, I, I, I think this is too much? 
that time, but then at Mandy's house, I was all about having him going in there because <laughs> I was okay. mad. So Depends on if I'm if I'm currently mad or was mad. That's a big difference. So what happens to make you go, I can't do this anymore. I can't hang out with these guys. I can't be their friend. Oh, I was there up to the moment they got busted. <laughs> I never made the moral decision. There's no, there's no lesson to learn here, kids. I wrote it out. <laughs> so the lesson is if you end up in a situation where you become friends with Russian, Mexican. Just don't let them kill anybody on your behalf. You know, Bulgarian gangsters. Just write it out, you know. Just just write it out, you know. Be the machine. Hopefully, you don't die a terrible death. Hopefully, you, I didn't. No, you didn't. You you might have you know caused permanent damage to your liver. Um, I don't really drink that much before or after, so my liver was probably fine. My uh, my heart probably. Does. Yeah, your heart <laughs> could probably. Your have heart, a serious your brain. I, there's just so my brain works fine. Yeah, it's pretty well, sharp. That's subjective. Yeah, well, whatever. That's why we forgot to start a new recording. <laughs> <laughs> Board always works. But Charlie Brown, it's Thanksgiving. What's that got to do with anything? Well, one of the greatest traditions we have is the Thanksgiving Day football game. And the biggest, most important tradition of all is the kicking off of the football. Is that right? Absolutely. Come on, Charlie Brown. It's a big honor for you. So apparently in Ireland, um, cows are kind of mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounded be good. So the headline reads, A woman injured after a rampaging cow attacked her and killed her dog at a beauty spot last night in critical condition is now the fuck kind of cow? I mean, we have cows right here where, I'm, where we, we are right now because there's lots of cows where I live, believe it or not. And I've never had a problem with any one of them. <laughs> mostly they just stand there looking like fucking idiots. I've never once seen an aggressive cow. Uh, no. Mostly you couldn't even get them to acknowledge you, much less. <laughs> like, they might look over at you if you yell at them, moo like a whole bunch, but they don't look at you with exactly like the look of respect. They kind of look at you like, the fuck do you want? I'm eating grass over here. Fuck off. So I don't That's understand. What's going this, on, dude? What are you doing here? I don't understand this aggressive cow bit. So go ahead. Well, apparently she was like walking around the island with her son and they had the family dog with them and they came up on this cow. They had rented like a boat to get over. It was like a scenic area yeah. and they got to this little scenic area and uh, they got over there and a cow like freaks the fuck out, comes over and knocks the woman down. She suffered like badass back injuries and she's in the <laughs> hospital because of it. Got your ass whooped. By a steak. Kill the dog. Kill I mean, the dog. I mean, they use dogs to drive cattle. I mean, I, I just don't get, like, I could see the dog maybe got in front of the cow and the cow was like, fuck you and stepped, stepped on, on it. Stepped on it, but I mean, like, dogs should know how to, like, you know, not step under a cow. Well, they said that uh, there's a possibility that the dog kind of spooked the cow because they, they walked up on it kind of quick and shit. They were walking around, like, looking at shit on the island and the dog yeah. might have, like, Walked up and spooked it. So the cow kind of reared back, stepped on the dog, and then the fucking, you know, woman runs up and the, she gets knocked down and shit. And she's got back injuries. And it's like, it's on this island, like in the middle of this remote There's part of island. There's some shit more to this that we don't know. Like maybe the dog ran up and bit the cow. And then the cow was all pissed off. Cause I can see if a 
cow got bit. It was why would they on. omit that from the story though? It's not like because you don't want to admit pump. your fucking dog bit the cow. It's not then like you the, can't sue whoever owned the cow for your back injury and your fucking dog being dead. That's why you admit that from the story. I don't know what. I don't know if there's going to be people getting sued over this because the the way the pictures looked is like this might be a place where castles are and shit. Like they might not have lawyers readily available to sue dude, each other with. It's, dude, are, you really, <laughs> are you really implying that they don't have lawyers in Ireland? No, I'm saying maybe this part of Ireland. That's all. It's Ireland's like smaller than like Metro Atlanta. <laughs> it's like seriously, like England's smaller than Georgia and Ireland's smaller than England. Okay. I'm so just this I mean, if remote. if you got if you had an accident in Lake Lanier, do you think that you couldn't hire a lawyer in Atlanta? I mean, <laughs> is that how your brain's working here? I mean, I'm just saying maybe it's too far. Okay, so again. By horse. It doesn't look like they're <laughs> okay, maybe they could not hire a lawyer by horse. You might be right there. <laughs> well, honestly, the, the way they um the way that all the people from the island found out that something was going on is they heard a rescue helicopter come swooping. Well, they have in, helicopters, so. so they're probably not too far from the reach of the law to work. I mean <laughs> Sure there is a jurisdiction of some kind of court. At some point. I'm pretty sure those people probably well, maybe wear the... Maybe it's the court of leprechauns and unicorns. I don't know. They probably wear the wigs. Like when they give <laughs> they, out lawns. They stuff. all wear the wigs over there, too. <laughs> Which I never understood. Why they all wore wigs. Yeah, but fuck tradition, dude. Because they're supposed to be representing the, 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 the king or queen or whatever. The royal... I, dude, I get that, and I understand. Bullshit. But at some point, somebody should have stepped in and been like, can we stop Why do our wigs? judges still wear the stupid robes? Because they need to look royal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now you've made a valid point, I suppose, (laughs) sir, uh, I think. So anyway, yeah, the dog got killed and the lady got hurt. The dog bit the cow and the cow freaked out and the lady got hurt trying to save her bad dog. So now you're going with the dog was bad. The dog might have just been trying its best to protect the woman from this rabid cow. Or the dog saw something and thought the dog was way bigger than it was. was like, I'm going to get fucked up this cow. And bit the cow. The cow kicked it, killed it. And then as the cow was freaking out because something bit it, it was like she tried to run up and save the dog. And as the cow was trying to get its footing back, knocked her the fucking stupid ass over. <laughs> and there you have it. And then she's like, well, I better not tell him my dog bit the fucking cow first because then it'll be my fault, not the cow's fault. I think they would have found out if the dog They probably the will. They probably will. <laughs> well, the story is from the night before this happened. So it's like immediately like the story comes out and. Wait, is the story from the night before? How they, how they know I mean, the it's not going to happen? Tomorrow. Our future news. <laughs> that would be the greatest story ever. If somebody figured out how to see into the future. Hey, tomorrow this cow's going to attack me. I'm going to get hurt. But it's not going to be my fault. <laughs> and I'm my telling dog. I, it's telling you, because if it was my fault, I couldn't sue the guy. <laughs> my dog is totally not going to bite the cow first. I haven't been training him. <laughs> bite his wiener. <laughs> that was the best Thanksgiving dinner ever. It was so good. I think you killed us. <laughs> Couldn't possibly eat another bite. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. This is about over, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to Now That I'm Older.
Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.